What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Nick Cedar here. And guys, I got a funny text just a second ago from Mr. CanCon. He said, did you just turn 31 and then all of a sudden start needing glasses? <laughs> and I said, no, no, these are blue blockers, okay? They protect my eyes from all the screen time that I, I, I get like 12 hours of screen time a day. I, I get headaches, okay? But they also make me look sophisticated and smart. So anyways, with that out of the way, let's talk about this. So yesterday, there was this big headline. January 6th committee has voted unanimously to subpoena Donald Trump. And of course, CNN, NBC, Blue Check, Twitter, they're all screaming, we've got him this time, you know, like they've been doing for the last six years straight. Um, <laughs> and that could not be farther from the truth. This is the biggest joke on planet Earth. The Jan 6th committee and this subpoena is of absolutely zero threat to Donald Trump whatsoever. And we're going to explain why. We've also got a letter with uh, from Trump responding to the Jan 6th committee subpoena that we're going to read. So when you look at the length of this video, it took me like 15 minutes to read this long letter that Trump responded to the Jan 6 committee with. So the end of this video is going to be that letter. We're going to give some commentary, then we're going to read the letter. So stick around. Make sure first, though, to smash the like, subscribe to this channel, and guys, with the war in Ukraine, inflation being out of control, and the national debt climbing to $30 trillion, I want to tell you guys about the newest sponsor to this show, which I'm very excited about. Right now, it's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So visit nicklovesgold.com to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their retirement savings with gold and silver. Protect your savings and you could get up to $10,000 dollars in free silver to do it. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of customer reviews, and they've helped place over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Visit NickLovesGold.com. That's NickLovesGold.com. Okay, so check this out. We've had this January 6th show trial with Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney and Ad Adam King's Kiss Assinger, whatever his name is, going on for months, right? And all this time, they could have subpoenaed Trump, but they waited until the very last hearing, at the very last moment, to subpoena Trump. And we're only less than 30 days away from the midterms. And if you think the timing of this, waiting till the last second is just a coincidence, um, it's not. And let me explain why. See, because there's never been a president in American history that has ever testified before Congress. It's never happened. This is completely unprecedented. And they know that Trump has the legal basis to file a counterclaim and say, there's a thing called separation of powers, right? And me, I'm the, I'm the former president of the executive branch, and you are the legislative branch. And so you trying to compel my testimony is a violation of the separation of powers. So therefore, Trump really has no legal obligation to comply with this subpoena, right? And personally, I don't think that Trump is going to give them the time of day and entertain the Jan 6 committee. I don't think that he's going to comply with the subpoena. We've seen multiple people in Trump's corner claim executive privilege as to why they can't comply. And so now they're subpoenaing Trump, and this is clearly a violation of separation of powers. I know that there's been sources that have been reporting that a source close to President Trump says that he would love to speak before the sham Jan 6 committee, but we don't know who the source is, and it's not coming directly from Trump's mouth. And also, I think 
that this could be nothing more than a strategic play on Trump's part to put this headline out there and counter the mainstream media narrative that's coming from the Jan 6 committee. See, what the Jan 6 committee wants to do is subpoena Trump, him not comply, and then them make it look like he's not complying because he has something to hide. The insurrectionist doesn't want the truth on record. When in reality, Trump just knows that the Jan 6 committee has no desire to get to the truth. So, he puts this headline out there, and it really just deflates them and puts a turd in their punch bowl. Look, Trump's not afraid to comply with the subpoena. He'd be, he'd be more than happy to. But see, the thing is, we're less than 30 days away from the midterm election. In about less than 30 days, the Republicans are going to take back the House, completely destroy the Jan 6 committee, and wipe their asses with this subpoena. And there's zero risk to Trump that they're going to hold Trump in contempt like they did Steve Bannon for not complying with the subpoena. Even Reuters knows they don't have enough time for that. The committee, they say, the committee is expected to wrap up its work by the end of the year, which gives them only a few months to secure Trump's testimony or conclude that he is stonewalling them and hold a contempt vote. The full House is not expected to convene until after the November 8 midterm elections, so a criminal referral is not likely before then. So before they even have the time to make the argument that Trump is refusing to comply with the subpoena, it's already too late. Republicans take back the House and dismantle the whole thing. And not only is Trump well aware of this, so is the Jan 6 committee. And Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson, what they're trying to do right now is issue the subpoena, and then the clock runs out, Republicans take back the House, they dismantle everything, and then they say, look, the Republicans are covering for the insurrectionist Donald Trump. And then they can use that as an excuse as to why they don't have criminal referrals to send to the DOJ, because... Well, the Republicans obstructed us, and we never had a chance to get a testimony from Donald Trump, and therefore, we don't have a complete investigation, and therefore, we don't have criminal referrals to send. Then the whole thing dies, and their political careers die with it. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, all the rhinos, their political careers are absolutely dead. They died on the sword of a bunch of lies with this partisan witch hunt, which completely backfired on them. And at the end of the day, they have absolutely nothing on Trump, and the whole thing was a bust. We just saw Liz Cheney in Wyoming get wiped 35 percentage points in the primaries. Her political career is dead. All of their political careers are dead, and they know this. And so it's all about the headline at this point. It's all about trying to stay relevant, trying to stay in the news, trying to make something out of nothing. But it's already too late for them. Their political careers are over, and they're effectively just trying to inflict damage on Trump in the media. But the problem is nobody plays the media better than Donald J. Trump. He's literally an expert. That's what he does best. And so we already have this... Uh, headline come out that Trump would is more than happy to comply with the Jan 6 committee. And I think that's more of a, a strategic play. I don't think he's going to comply. But we also have this letter, which Donald Trump submitted to the Jan 6 committee yesterday, calling them out for their uh, unwillingness to actually get to the truth of what happened in the 2020 election. And they're unwilling to take a look at things like the fact that uh, Nancy Pelosi never actually accepted his authorization of bringing in the National Guard. And it's my personal opinion that this letter is all that we're going to see. Trump sent them this letter calling them out for their unwillingness to get to the truth, calling them out as a bunch of partisan uh, hacks and basically says you're not worth my time because you won't look at this, 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 and this. Now, I've attached my reading of this letter to the end of this video, and it's a it's a bit long. But I figured because it's long, a lot of people probably didn't want to read the entire thing. 
so you can listen to my narrated version. So we're going to play this narrated version of the letter, and I want you guys to first smash like, subscribe, and also don't forget to check out the link in the description to nicklovesgold.com where you guys can take up this offer to protect your wealth against the Biden economy, which is hemorrhaging right now. Anyways, let's get right into the letter. Peacefully and patriotically, dear Chairman Thompson, the presidential election of 2020 was rigged and stolen. The same group of radical left Democrats who utilized their majority position in Congress to create the fiction of Russia, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the 48 million Mueller report, which ended in no collusion, Ukraine, 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 the atrocious and illegal spying on my campaign, and so much more are the people who created this committee of highly partisan political hacks and thugs whose sole function is to destroy the lives of many hard-working American patriots whose records in life have been un unblemished until this point of attempted ruination. The double standard of the unselects between what has taken place on the right and what has taken place with radical left lawless groups such as Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and others is startling and will never be acceptable even to those who will be writing the history of what you have done to America. This memo is being written to express our anger, disappointment, and complaint that with all of the hundreds of millions of dollars spent on what many consider to be a charade and witch hunt, and despite strong and powerful requests, you have not spent even a short moment on examining the massive election fraud that took place during the 2020 presidential election, and have targeted only those who were, as concerned American citizens, protesting the fraud itself. Those who committed the fraud, thereby having created the crime of the century, go unblemished and untouched. But those who fought the crime have suffered a fate that was unthinkable just a short time ago. We have a two-tier system of justice in the United States that cannot be allowed to continue. A majority of people in our country say that the presidential election of 2020 was determinatively dishonest, including the fact that many legislatures were overridden by local and state politicians and judges on vital regu regulations and requirements, which is totally illegal and unconstitutional. In February 2021, Time Magazine broke the story of the shadow campaign that was launched to rig the 2020 presidential election. The authors write, quote, To the president, something felt amiss. It was all very, very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. In a way, Trump was right. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. You did not ask one question about any of this. Since 1888, no incumbent president has gained votes and lost re-election. I received many millions more votes in 2020 than I did in 2016, unheard of in our political history. When you win Ohio, Florida, and Iowa, which I did in a landslide. No president has lost the general election since 1960. We swept all four bellwether states, Iowa, Florida, Ohio, and North Carolina, that have correctly predicted election winners since 1896. I won 18 of the 19 bellwether counties. My coattails secured the victories of 27 out of 27 toss-up house races, and the Democrats did not flip a single state legislature. Yet somehow Biden beat Obama, with the black population, in select swing state cities, but nowhere else. It is all not possible, or very likely, but should have been a major subject of your committee's work, because it was the election result that brought this record-breaking crowd to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. 
A large percentage of American citizens, including almost the entire Republican Party, feel that the election was rigged and stolen because they have seen the determinative evidence, some of which is attached to this letter. No work was done by the Committee on Election Fraud. We and a huge portion of the American people simply asked that it be a part of your committee's work. It wasn't. In addition, the unselect committee has willfully ignored the fact that days before January 6, 2021, I recommended and authorized thousands of troops to be deployed to secure that there was a peace, safety, and security at the Capitol and throughout Washington, D.C. on January 6, because I knew, just based on instinct and what I was hearing, that the crowd coming to listen to my speech and various others would be a very big one, far bigger than anyone thought possible. As it turns out, it was indeed one of the largest crowds I have ever spoken before, a very wide swath stretching all the way back to the Washington Monument. The massive size of this crowd and its meaning has never been a subject of your committee, nor has it been discussed by the fake news media that absolutely refuses to acknowledge in any way, shape, or form the magnitude of what was taking place. In fact, for such a historic event, there are very few pictures that accurately show the event or how many people were really there. Incredibly, it seems that pictures showing the size of the event were perhaps canceled, scrubbed, deleted, or, in any event, not available. But we still have some as attached. The Department of Defense timeline shows that National Guard troops could have easily been present at the Capitol before January 6th, and that I fully authorized this recommendation and request. Following my authorization, the Department of Defense was surprised to receive a wholesale refusal in writing from D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and the Capitol Police, who do not report to me, but report to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. The law requires their authorization before any troop deployment could be utilized in Washington, D.C. Why the failure to act or use this ready force? Had even a small percentage of National Guard or fencing been there, there would have been no problem. January 6th would have been just another date. I did my job long ahead of schedule. Some people call it good instinct, but the troops were ready to go. Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser didn't do their job. They didn't like the look of soldiers. And sadly, your committee refuses to say anything about it. Because if they did, it would be clear that I did everything correctly. And that is not what the committee wants to see. You stated openly that Nancy Pelosi is off limits. There will be no discussions on this subject. Yet she and the mayor were responsible for this very bad decision not to bring in the troops. The troops were ready to go, and you refused to even discuss the subject. Why? Despite very poor television ratings, the unselect committee has perpetuated a show trial the likes of which this country has never seen before. There is no due process, no cross-examination, no real Republican members, and no legitimacy since you do not talk about election fraud or not calling up the troops. It is a witch hunt of the highest level, a continuation of what has been going on for years. You have not gone after the people that created the fraud, but rather great American patriots who questioned it, as is their constitutional right. These people have had their lives ruined as your committee sits back and basks in the glow. The people of this country will not stand for unequal justice under the law or liberty and justice for some. Election day is coming. We demand answers on the crime of the century. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. Okay, so now we have the appendix where we go into the evidence from each state. First up is Arizona. Maricopa County accepted at least 20,000 mail-in ballots after Election Day 2020, including 18,000 on November 4, 2020, picked up from the U.S. Postal Service, more than the entire election margin of 10,457 ballots. A study of early ballot envelope signatures, and this is referring to Dr. Shiva's work, 
identified 229,430 mismatched signatures in Maricopa County. Officials, officials only reported 25,000 mismatches, or 1.3%. The Arizona Forensic Audit of Maricopa County identified numerous anomalies, fraud, and election law violations that are determinative, including 17,322 duplicate absentee ballot envelopes, which surged after the election. Between November 4th and November 9th, scores of mail-in ballot duplicates emerged. 96% of the ballots that came in on two of these days were duplicates. Auditors discovered evidence that millions of files of general election data and security logs were deleted, with purges taking place on critical days, including the day before the audit began on February 2, 2021. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors admitted they purged the system and moved election data after they received a subpoena. Another analysis by Dr. Shiva Ayadurai in Pima County found significant anomalies with mail-in ballots. In precincts with anomalous high turnout, over 92%, mail-in ballots started flipping from 6% Republican for Biden to, to 40% of Republicans voting for Biden, which is highly suspect. Two precincts in Pima had over 100% turnout for mail-in ballots, which is impossible, and 40 precincts had over 97% returned. The audit discovered numerous state election laws were broken in the 2020 presidential election. 2,500 duplicated ballots created from a damaged ballot had no serial numbers, a violation of ARS 16-621. 1,919 mail-in ballot envelopes were missing signatures, a violation of ARS 16-547. Maricopa County reported 1,455 no signatures on mail-in ballot envelopes. To this day, Maricopa County has never provided chain of custody documents for all election equipment and ballots in violation of ARS 16-621E. At least 740,000 ballots violated chain of custody requirements in Maricopa County. Next up is Georgia. 43,907 ballots from Facebook-funded drop boxes were counted in DeKalb County that violated the chain of custody rules. Remember, Georgia was decided by 11,779 votes. Poll workers were caught scanning ballots multiple times on camera in Fulton County. Ballot images confirmed at least 3,390 duplicate votes were counted for Joe Biden. At least 10,300 illegally cast votes in Georgia. And up to 35,000 are from individuals who voted in the wrong county more than necessary to tip the 2020 results. Brad Raffensperger's own investigator in Fulton County reported ballots were unaccounted for. He witnessed at least 2,800 ballots that came in mail carts instead of black ballot bins, violating chain of custody and reported 1,200 ballots that were cured and wheeled in through the back door. Days, days after Election Day, when President Trump's massive lead shrunk as more votes continued to be tallied in Fulton County, the investigator also found identical vote tallies repeated multiple times that likely resulted in about 1,000 1, extra votes being tallied for Joe Biden. A week after this private memo was sent to him, Brad Raffensperger falsely claimed publicly the election results were trustworthy and sound when he knew they were not. Raffensperger was told of numerous irregularities on a video conference call with Republicans after the 2020 election that put the outcome of the election into doubt, including an omission from an elections board member in Gwinnett County that, quote, we have way more ballots than we have envelopes. I don't think it was done right. End quote. Hundreds of voters were taken away from Trump after election workers altered ballots that were rejected by voting machines. Trump votes were thrown out. 
while spoiled ballots were unlawfully counted for Joe Biden. During the hand recount tally, sheets were falsified showing unanimous vote counts for Joe Biden, including 100 to 0 and 200 to 0 fraudulent counts. Michigan, officials in Detroit illegally blocked Republican poll challengers' access, covered the windows, called the police, and denied lawful challenges in order to count ballots in secret. Affidavits and video evidence showed thousands of ballots being delivered through a back door of the then-named TCF Center at 3.30 a.m. on election night. The rhinos in the state Senate confirmed this also in their report analyzing the 2020 election and said a large volume of ballots were delivered to the TCF Center, which no with no chain of custody. Those ballots came from drop boxes. Matt DiPerno found voting machines were subverted and accessed remotely. In Antrim County, 7,048 votes were changed in favor of Joe Biden. Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, as of February 2021, there were 121,240 more votes than voters. By law, Pennsylvania cannot certify an election with this type of discrepancy. A lawsuit filed in Delaware County revealed video evidence of election officials discussing destroying election evidence from November 2020. It's a felony. One official says after talking about the need to get rid of voting pads and second scanners, videos and sources involved in the litigation say the Delaware County officials violated numerous election laws and needed to hide evidence and that the destruction of records was done to ensure records eventually provided actually matched the election results that were reported in November 2020. Attorney General Bill Barr ordered U.S. Attorney Bill McSwain to stand down and not investigate election irregularities, even after McSwain reported that his office received various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. In Wisconsin, nearly 200,000 voters identified as indefinitely confined, even though that was often not the case. They were simply using COVID as a means to skirt voter ID laws for mail-in ballots. These ballots should have been thrown out. After the 2020 presidential election, a judge ruled the Democrat governor did not have legal authority to exempt all voters to get an absentee ballot without an ID. 44,272 people, according to the Wisconsin Legislative Audit Bureau, voted in November 2020 without ever showing voter ID, which is more than twice the vote margin in the state. The Wisconsin Election Commission ordered nursing home homes to violate election laws, leading to widespread voter fraud and 95 to 100 percent turnout in nursing homes, an impossibility. In a powerful ruling by the Wisconsin Supreme Court, drop boxes that were used in the 2020 election were found to be illegal. In a concurring opinion, justices stated, if elections are conducted outside of the law, the people have not conferred their consent on the government. Such elections are unlawful, and their results are le illegitimate. We have only covered five swing states. This does not pertain to the rest of the country. For example, what is being done about the cash-for-votes scheme in Nevada, where 15 out of 17 counties had more votes than voters? Is the committee going to report on the million dollars the FBI wanted to pay Christopher Steele as an incentive to prove the dossier allegations and get Trump? Or is it going to get to the bottom of the fact that my campaign was blatantly spied on by the Democrats, even while I was in the Oval Office, in what for anyone else would be one of the biggest scandals in political history? It was also recently reported that the FBI interfered in the 2020 presidential election by telling Facebook and the media not to reveal anything about Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI said it was Russian disinformation, but knew that it wasn't. It was a well-guarded secret that only one newspaper had the courage to report. Eight in ten Americans believed that this unprecedented collusion impacted the outcome of the 2020 presidential election.
In addition, True the Vote, the nation's leading voters' rights organization, collected over 4 million minutes of ballot drop box video showing ballot stuffing at a level not seen before. This is also supported by highly accurate cell phone data that track the same individuals going to as many as 28 different locations in one day to do this. All in all, millions of ballots were stuffed. Based on their research, True the Vote estimates as many as 7% of all mail-in ballots cast should have been ineligible. Approximately 4.8 million votes on election, an election-changing number many times over. Also, why haven't you spoken with the U.S. Postal Service Inspector General and the U.S. Election Assistance Commission about the 1.1 million mail-in ballots that they admit were deemed undeliverable? 560,814 rejected and 14.7 million still unable to be tracked. As the Public Interest Legal Foundation uncovered, where are they? To this day, new evidence is emerging as patriots around the country are uncovering systemic problems within, our, within their voter rolls. Furthermore, Republican counties across the nation from Texas to Michigan, Arizona to Wisconsin and more, have voted to decertify and reject the 2020 election. The most recent Rasmussen poll on the issue found a staggering 55% think cheating likely affected the outcome, including 53% of independents and 35% of Democrats revealing this issue is not going away. There are many other facts and discrepancies that were there are many other facts and discrepancies that we are not presenting at this time due to time constraints, but that are also election determinative. At your request, I will present these additional numbers to you, but everything already presented would change the final election result many times over.